1 Corinthians 15. You say, well, that's not the Gospels. I know it. But 1 Corinthians 15 is, we're going to preach this morning, or I'm going to try my best to preach to you this morning, the product of, the gospel, of, the product of resurrection. In uh, Matthew chapter 28, which is, one of, which is my favorite storytelling of the uh, resurrection, uh, you're taking your Bible to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read to you uh, Matthew chapter 28 and verse number, uh, just the first couple verses, uh, verse number one. But look, everything uh, that we believe here is hinging on this one event. You say it hinges on this one event? Yes, sir, it does. It hinges on this event here, on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Matthew 28 says in the end of the into the, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, which is the very early morning, uh, there was someone, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, came to the sepulcher to see where Jesus laid. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And his countenance was lightning was like lightning, and his raiment was white as snow. And for fear of the keepers uh, that did shake and became as dead men, they died. They just about died or fainted, if you will. And, and the angel said unto him and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Verse number six. I, this is the verse. If it doesn't get you excited, I'm not for sure what will. In verse number six, the angel said, He is not here, for he is risen. Hey, uh, the reason we have Easter, the reason we have a Resurrection Sunday is because he is risen. He is risen from the dead. He is not in the tomb. If you go to Jerusalem today and go to the tomb where Jesus was, you'll see an empty tomb because he is not there. He is risen from the dead. You'll also know that that tomb was a borrowed tomb. And the reason it was a borrowed tomb because it was a brand new tomb. And when Jesus was put in the ground, jo Joseph of Arimathea knew that Jesus would rise from the dead and he wouldn't need that tomb anymore. But I'm going to tell you, it marks a great history in our Christianity. You can still go there today. That's why no one's ever used it again. Because Jesus rose from the dead. And may it be a significant point. May it be a place where you can go to today. And see that the grave is empty. Yeah. Hey, I serve a risen Savior. He is in the world today. Hey, I'm a Christian today because he rose from the dead. And I, I tell you what, I can't help but get excited knowing that, look, you go to his grave, his body's not there. Because when... Uh, through my through the, our time of being married, uh, Miss Stacy has lost a lot of family members, and we I, and we've had to do a lot of funerals, and we've had to do a lot of time at the graveside, at the grave at the cemetery. And I'm going to tell you when I you go to the grave graves of those people that we've buried over the last 15, 16, almost sixteen years. You know what? Still there. They're still there. Yeah, you're right. And if you go to the tomb of the mother Mary. Uh, Mary, Jesus' mother. Hey, guess what? Her body's still there. 
If you go to the grave of anybody who's ever passed away, it's still there. But if you go to the grave of Jesus, His body is not there. He's not there. What a great victory as a Christian. Praise God. To know that His body's not there. Because... There are many people in this world that are naysayers. Many people in this world that <coughs> would say, no, I don't believe that Jesus truly resurrected from the dead. I don't believe it. Well, we're going to study. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us, is going to give us the product of the resurrection. Yeah. It's going to tell us exactly uh, what the resurrection gives to us. See, when Jesus arose from the dead, he gave us something. Now, it wasn't just for him to rise from the dead just to say, hey, did you see what I did? I rose from the dead. Did you see what I did? I I conquered death. See, and and the reason we sing that song, uh, 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 because he lives on that third verse, it says, uh, then one day I'll cross the river and I'll fight life's final war. Uh, That's pretty cool. I opened it right up. uh, And then as death gives way... To victory? Yeah. Well, what is that victory he's talking about? That victory is because Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. That victory that I have as a Christian yeah. is because Jesus yeah. conquered death. Yeah. And the victory I can have as a Christian over sin, over addiction, over things I shouldn't do, the reason I can have victory is because he conquered sin. Yes. How did he conquer sin? When he conquered the grave, he conquered sin. And he took sin and he paid for my sin. Amen. Mm. He did that for me. Amen. And he did that for you. Yes. Yes. He conquered death. He conquered hell. And he conquered sin. Yes. You say, how did he conquer hell? Look, I don't have to go there. Right. Amen. You know what? It's a choice for me. And it is a choice for you yes. whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. Right. There's not one person in this room that will die and having not chose one of those two options. Right. Right. It's your choice. And you know what? It's your choice today. Yes. You don't have to leave here today. Would you, hey, would you get that baby quit crying back there? Get that preacher's kid out of here, all right? He's making too much noise. You know how preacher's kids are. Look, ultimately, you better know. The Bible says that you can know that heaven is your home. First yes. John 5, 13. Yes. I know that when I close my eyes in this, in this world, in death, I will open my eyes in victory. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, you got your Bibles open to 1 Corinthians 15. Now, that, that's just introductory statements to get us to the point where we can preach. All right? Now, look, watch. Verse, 1 Corinthians 15. If you will, go ahead and stand if you can. And uh, we'll read just out of honor of the Word of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15. And uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Got your Bibles open there. <coughs> Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel 
which I preached unto you, which ye all, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen of Cephas, then of twelve. After that, He was seen of above, uh, of above five hundred brethren at once, of, of whom the greater part remain uh, unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. And after that, he was seen of James, then of the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one uh, born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Paul kind of gives it a little description of his life, of what happened in his life. Look, there was a time when the apostle Paul was a persecutor of the church, and he used to take Christians and throw them into jail. And Paul uh, is, is the one who wrote the scripture here in 1 Corinthians 15, and he's given a personal account of what took place. Uh, there was a time when I persecuted the church, but I thank God that he had mercy on me and allowed me to see the, see the resurrected Savior. In verse number 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was disposed on display bestowed, I can't even speak, unto me and was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and ye believe. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for saving me. I thank you, dear Lord, for all that you've done in my life. I thank you for, to, for coming and dying on the cross for my sins and giving us the product of the resurrection. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all may be seated. If you'll look there in 1 Corinthians 15, we'll go verse by verse in a couple verses here, but... I want us to jump down in verse number three. This is, this is uh, if you will, as, as well, just kind of introductory statements, then we'll get to the message. But in verse number three, the Bible says, uh, uh, For I delivered unto you, first of all, the, uh, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Look, uh, one of the things that took place uh, uh, over the past week, it's important to understand what Christ did for us, that Christ died for our sins. Why did he die? He died for our sins. Why did he put himself through the pain and the suffering and the and the torment and the and the uh, the nails and the beating across his back and the plucking of his beard and all those things that Jesus went through. Why he died for our sins. My sin was the sin that nailed him there. Uh, look, uh, any time that I've ever sinned against God, it was my sin that put him on the cross. Any time that you've ever sinned, your sin put him on the cross. Christ died for your sin. 
Not only did, did he say this in the introduction of verse number three, but he said also in verse number four, he said that he was buried. He was buried. He was buried. Look, there was a day in time uh, when the sepulchers were made that they, uh, they would hole out a, a spot in the cave and they'd bury him there and they put him in the ground. They put him in the ground. Know this. Uh, and the reason they put him in the ground and to also make sure that no disciples were going to come steal his body and to make sure that there was no cheating going to happen. They took Jesus and they wrapped him and they put him in the ground and they put a stone in front of him and they sealed the stone and then they put guards outside the stone to make sure that Jesus would not rise again from the dead because the government wanted to make sure there was not going to be any conspiracy theory. The government wanted to make sure that the disciples weren't going to come in the middle of the night and sneak him away. But guess what happened? Look, I, and the Bible says he died for our sins and then he was buried in the ground. And then that same verse says, three days, three days, three days, he rose from the dead. <coughs> three days he rose from the dead. Now, it's important to know what the Bible says about that. He arose from the dead, which we talked about that just a moment ago. But the third day, isn't it interesting to note that it was the third day? Bible, Jesus made a statement in the New Testament. Jesus said, so Jonah would be three days and three nights in the belly of the well. So will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. I'll mess with your theology for just a moment, but look at me. I don't know how you get three days from Friday, but I'm just telling you, Jesus was in the ground three days and three nights before he rose from the dead. Jesus was in the ground three days and three nights, three sunrises, three sunsets in the ground, and then that Sunday morning came up from the grave. He arose and set a mark in history. Now know this. Know this. It's important to know this, that when Christ rose from the dead, when Christ rose from the dead... Some things took place. Some things took place. He gave us the gospel. That's the product. You want to know what the product of Christ rising from the dead? The gospel. What's the gospel? You may say, well, I'm going to tell you what the gospel is, what I just said. The death. The burial. And the resurrection. That is is the gospel. When Jesus rose from the dead, He gave us the gospel. He gave us the gospel. Now, He made the gospel available to all men. He made the gospel available to you. He made the gospel available to me. (coughs) What is the product? Number one is the product of the gospel is preaching. You say, what do you mean? Preaching in verse number one, the Bible says, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached, which I preached. Listen, you'll go to many different places today and they won't preach the gospel. And they'll water it down and they'll add to it and they'll add uh, baptism or they'll add communion to it or they'll add church membership to it. But may I say to you, church membership, uh, the baptismal waters did not die on the cross for my sins. My good works did not die on the cross for my sins. It was Jesus who took my sins and He bore my sins to Calvary and He suffered and 
he bled and he died and he was buried and he rose again from the dead. Hey, this is the preaching that you'll always get here. This is the preaching that you'll always get. It is Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's not my good works. It's not anything I can do. Do you know why? Because I can't do anything good among myself. The Bible says there's none that doeth good. I can't do good all by myself. I'm not always good. My wife can tell you that. All those things. I know she probably keeps a list, right? So does your wife. Don't laugh too hard. I'm not always good. But I met somebody who always was. Yes, hallelujah. And the preaching of the cross should always be Jesus. The preaching of the cross should always be it's his death, it's his burial, and it's his resurrection. Directly to you. Look, I'm going to deliver it to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to try to walk around the daisies here. I'm going to give it to you the best that I can. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's not being a Baptist. Amen. Come on now. It's not being a Baptist. It's not being a Catholic. It's not being Episcopalian. It's not being a Pentecostal. It's being Jesus. It's Jesus. It's not what's over the door of the church that you attend. It's whether you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior. And that's it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Listen. Plain and simple. I declare unto you... I declare unto you, you'll see in verse number three, he said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, make no mistake about this. One of the first things that we need to do is preach Jesus. Amen. One of the first things that we need to do is preach the gospel. The gospel. Look, it doesn't matter if you're a good person. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It it matters whether you have dealt with Christ or not. That is the most important thing. And as a preacher, and as a church, we need to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. In verse number 3, in verse number 4, he says, uh, and he was buried according to the Scriptures, according to the Scriptures. In verse number 4, according to the Scriptures. You know what Jesus did when he died on the cross? He fulfilled Scripture. He, according to the Scriptures, according to what Dad said, according to what his father said, there is, and let me say this too, okay? May I say this? That this preaching that needs to be done, that is the truth, and it's not Trenton's truth. It's not the Baptist truth. It's the Bible truth. According to... To the scriptures. And if there's ever any time that we don't preach everything according to the scriptures, then we're wrong. Amen. That's right. I don't care if it's me saying it. This is my opinion. Then know that it's my opinion. But if it's coming from the pulpit, if it's coming from the Bible, then there is no argument. That's right. That's right. There is no differing opinion. No. There's a statement out there that says, uh, God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. But listen, listen, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. God said it, 
And that settles it. And if it comes from the Word of God, it doesn't matter what your opinion is. It doesn't even matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters whether the gospel's true or not. Hey, this, this gospel, there is no other gospel. There is no other name. There is no other name that we can be saved by. And the Bible tells us that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. There will come a day for people who don't want to believe in God. People who don't want to believe that Jesus is the answer for salvation. There will come a day when they will bow the knee and they will say that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. It will come out of your mouth whether you want it to or not. Yes, that's right. There will be a day. Preach! What is this? What is this? <coughs> what is this thing, the product that the, God, that the resurrection gives us? It gives us the availability to preach the gospel. There is no other standing ground. Amen. It's not on my word. Uh, look, Brother Trenton said, no, the Bible says. Amen. When, I leave, when I talk to somebody about Jesus, I don't say, well, listen, here's my opinion on it. If you will just do this. No, I go to the Bible. Look, number one, it's the preaching of the gospel. Uh, number one, it's the pre- what is the product? The product is the preaching. Number two, the product is the proof. What do you mean the product is the proof, Brother Trenton? Look in verse number five. What's the proof of the resurrection? What's the proof of the resurrection? Go to Jerusalem today. You want to see proof? Go to Jerusalem. Look, look at your Bible. Look at your Bible. Verse number five. You ready? You want to know proof? Here's the proof that Jesus resurrected from the dead. Verse number five. He was seen at Cephas. Number one. Who's seen him? Cephas did. Look, number two, who else seen him? And then of the twelve. Who's the twelve? That's the twelve apostles. Look at verse number six. After that, he was seen of above uh, 500 brethren. Not only, okay, number one, he was seen by Cephas. Number two, he was seen by the twelve. Number three, he was seen by, by about 500 men. Okay? Uh, come on. Uh, come on. Hold, hold on. You just wait. Just wait. I'm getting there. Number three. Number, number four. And of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. Verse number seven. And after that, he was seen in James. He was seen in James. And verse, uh, and verse number five. And then of all the apostles, verse number eight. And, and, and last of all, he was seen of me. Paul gives six people, six Different groups of people that saw Jesus after the resurrection and him being one of them. Look, I don't believe it. I don't believe the truth. I don't believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead. I don't believe in that hog, that story. I don't believe that Jesus truly is who he said he is. Let me tell you, there are, there are six different accounts where people saw Jesus after his resurrection. So you go talk to them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. End of story. Ha! Come on! In the story. They saw him. 500 men saw him. The 12 saw him. James saw him. Cephas saw him. After his resurrection. Well, I don't believe it. And I'll say this. I'm going to say this and I'll move on. Not one apostle. Not one apostle ever recanted the story of seeing Jesus. Right. Not one. They went, some of them died. Some of them were beheaded. Some of them were crucified. Some of them spent years and years until they died in prison. And they never recanted the story that Jesus walked with them yes. after the resurrection. 
Is it true? There's your proof. There's your proof. Proof of the resurrection. And then lastly, because of the resurrection, number one, we see the preaching. Number two, we see the proof. And then lastly, and I'm done, number three is we see prolonged life. You say, what do you mean prolonged life? (coughs) Verse number two. Now, verse number one explains the gospel. Verse number two, he says, by which also ye are saved. All right, let's look at verse number two again. Everybody get your Bible out. Ready? Read verse number two with me. That last word I'll say, by which also ye were saved. Hey, let's read that again just in case you missed that. By which also ye are saved. Listen. You can be saved not by you, not by your works, not by your religion, but by Him. Amen. Religion will not get you there. No, no, it won't. You say, what do you mean prolonged life? As I said before during the song service, and I'm going to end with this and I'll be done. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have. You know what that means? That's mine. It's mine. It belongs to me. Do you know what? This is my big bag of candy. I don't know why Miss Stacy bought this big bag of candy, but she thinks that I need it. It's mine. It's, I, I have this. This is mine. I'm not going to share with nobody, but it's mine. I have it. Who does this belong to? Who does this belong to? No. Who does this belong to? Me, brother Peter, it does not belong to everybody, it belongs to me. Look, it's mine. Nah, you know what? You want it? You want some of this? You want to know how it takes what it takes to get it? Bible says Romans 10 13. He said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be. Saved. You want, you want prolonged life? You want to live forever with Jesus? He, he said, and that rest that John 3, 16, he says, have everlasting life. What's everlasting life? That's heaven. That's eternal life. See, when I close my eyes in death, and I, I was not being stupid when I said this, I was being for real. When I close my eyes in death, I will close it in this world and immediately open my eyes into eternal life. I will not, I will not die. Yes, my body will be dead, but I will not die. And anybody who's ever been saved, you will have prolonged life. And you say, well, what does this saved mean? Romans 10, 13. If you want to know what it takes to know for sure that you're heaven bound, then you need to make sure that you are. Because I, I, I'm going to say it. There is no other gospel. That's right, yeah. There is no other gospel, according to the Bible, according to the Scriptures. Now, in verse number 10, verse number 9, he says, the grace of God. That's what I'm talking about, that grace. That grace that saved Paul. Paul was a murderer. You understand that? Paul was a murderer. He used to take Christians and take them. If they professed to be Christian, then he would take them and throw them in jail or he'd kill them. One of the two. That's what his job was. And God saved him. If God can save him, guess who God can save? Here's the last thing, and I'm going to close. I'm going to, I'll, be, I'll be done. You said, finally, it's 12 o'clock. We need to get out of here. It's Easter so we can go eat, right? When Jesus died on the cross, 
Do you remember the story when Jesus was on the cross and there were two thieves beside him? One thief mocked Jesus and made fun of Jesus. And the other one looked at Jesus. He said, hey, 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 listen. Shh, shh. Everybody listen real quick. He looked at Jesus and he said, listen. He said, what, what, what would it take for me to go to paradise with you? What, what would it take for me to go to heaven? Jesus looked at him and said, hey, today you will be with me in paradise. You know that thief? He never got baptized. That thief never had communion. That thief never went to church. That thief was a wretched sinner. And when he closed his eyes, guess where he went? To heaven. With Jesus. I don't care who you are or where you've been or what you've done in this life. What you do with Jesus is absolutely the most important thing you'll ever do in this life. Amen. So I ask you, what will you do with him today? What will you do with him? Here's the proof. The proof of the resurrection is that we're preaching the gospel. The proof of the resurrection is that you and I have prolonged life. That's the proof. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for this morning. I pray that if there's one lost in here this morning that doesn't know for sure that heaven is their home, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. Lord, I pray that there's one that's been saved and they need to get things right. Or Lord, I pray that you would just work in their life in a special way. We thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for the, <coughs> thank you for the cross. Thank you for the, for the resurrection. And we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Please, no one looking around.